Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. Hey, I am playing as Sir Crokington, and we are in Hawklaw. It is currently having a bit of a break from the attacks from Woundskin, Oturuk, Minions, and the schemes of Glenoris, and all the stuff that comes with that. Just a, a little break. It might not last very long. At least as far as they're concerned, it's, it might not last very long. But from an external perspective, it's been going on for for years. Because <laughs> that's just, just how time works when it's a game. Time doesn't pass until the author says it does. Anyhow, now, now, now that things have tam calmed down a little bit, we can look at this, we can have a look at this strange hum. That we, we've not really been noticing because a lot more has been going on recently. That's been more urgent to deal with. There's this strange hum and it's got blue text. So we know that that's... There's a, ooh, what's that? So we click on it. Following the, following the odd hum, you make your way to the clearing on the outskirts of the village centre. There, the centre of the open swath sends a strange arc constru constructed out of large waven bone bricks. What is waven bone? Waven bone. The extremely rare and valuable minion known as waven bone is believed to possess many mystical qualities. Thus the highly prized jet black and very dense substance has long been sought out by those wishing to employ it in its many different capacities. Suggested by some that Wavenbow was used in ages past by great warriors who would drink a mixture made from the mineral that grant them near invincibility in combat. It's believed that no true deposit of Wavenbow has been discovered in the last few centuries, and indeed, very little of the precious and arcane mineral is to be found anywhere across the realms. Hmm, odd. There must be some sort of mental block on this so it hasn't immediately been strip-mined. Because this would be... Uh, the, the Ravenbone is so valuable that this would be equivalent to having bricks just made out of diamonds just sitting around. Someone would take them. Diamonds or platinum or... Or some other incredibly valuable thing. Yes. So there must be some sort of something that prevents most people from noticing it. Yes. And presumably the hum's only heard by those who are supposed to hear it. A towering arch constructed out of large waven bone bricks 
stands in the centre of this small clearing at the edge of the village. An ilky void fills the curved space beneath the arch. Well, let's have a look. Approach the arch. You cross the clearing and stand directly before the arch, within arm's reach of the black void that fills the curved space formed by the structure. Emblazoned on one of the waving bone blocks on the left side of the arch are four glowing red marks, each in the shape of an X. Towards the top of the arch, one of the bricks bears a trio of engraved skulls. Beneath the three skulls is a faint but intricate carving that appears to depict, oddly enough, an armour-clad paleo-bred man. Now, there's a link for that, I might as well read that too. Paleo-bred man. Now and again, often when winter is its bleakest, strange tales involving living paleo-bred men, and at times, paleo-bred women, circulate through the taverns, alehouses, bread houses, and paleo-dens all across the North Broadlands. Some of the age's most prominent adventures have substantiated the tales, claiming to have encountered paleo-bred men in their travels. It is believed that these small abominations, yes, abominations, are the product of dark magic, and a sinister purpose almost always lies behind the sudden, uh, their sudden and unexpected appearances. In almost every town, indeed in most adventurers, most encounters related by those unfortunate who have crossed paths with one or more paleo-bred men, the diminutive, diminutive, festively attired confections are described as small, flat, walking pastries with cheerful smiles and murderous hearts. Those who have encountered Paleo-bred men say that the edible abominations, yes, abominations again, are alarmingly swift and agile and prefer to attack their foes. Anyone or anything nearby that's not made out of paleo-bread by throttling them. Living paleo-bred men are said to remember gingerbread men, evil gingerbread men. Roots is no one anywhere seems to know what a gingerbread man is. The allergy, the allergy isn't particularly helpful. If you should ever encounter a living paleobred man, or, oh, God forbid, more than one, please be careful. That is, of course, unless you're of the wearer, nicer variety. Who can tell? And while it shouldn't have to be mentioned, if you haven't ever run into a living, ba- living paleobred man, Please don't go around saying you have. There are few enough who take the threat. The threat poised by these edible terrors seriously without more false claims to help foster doubt amongst known believers. After, stru- After several moments, you're overcome by a strong desire to move away from the arch. Heeding your instincts, you retreat to the edge, declaring, Suddenly... As you reach the edge of the clearing, a low rumble rises up from behind you, as several powerful tremors surge through the ground, directly beneath your feet. You turn to find the towering arch is now but a massive heap of raven bone bricks. Ah, and I guess if anyone can find them, they can pick them up and use them. Next to this tall pile, clad in a suit of shimmering silver armour, brandishing a sword 
sized perfectly for his diminutive stature, stands a paleobred man. The living confection, half of his face badly charred, scowls upon catching sight of you. Where do you think you're off to? He shrieks, stamping his stubby, rounded feet and waving his sword in what appears to be a fleeting tantrum. The pay. Paley Birdman frowns, folds his arms, and quickly unfolds them. A prophecy said I was to be greeted by a hero, he says gallantly. A champion, a warrior with strength and cunning aplenty, enough to do battles with the evil that presses at our borders. Even the old tales aren't infallible, it seems. I can see now that I haven't been greeted by any such hero. I haven't been greeted at all. Come to that. Bah! Great ghastly goats! Simultaneously startled and intrigued and slightly incensed, you step forward and introduce yourself to the armoured paleo-bred man. Your affable greeting seems to immediately quell his simmering rage and he quickly bows. Ah, well, things are looking up, he says, his high-pitched voice and, and tiny satire, a tiny statue at odds with his rather fierce demeanour. Maybe the prophecy was correct. You might be able to help us. Look at you. You're a giant! How could the devourer stand against you? You'll smash them all proper, you would! And you will! Come on, we best be off! Where's the time to dally? Not when there are devourers at the gate! Come on! Whisking, whisking the eye of the small bean, inquired just about, about what he's just said. He frowns, sheaths his sword, folds his arms. You're not convinced, he says. Well, just let me remedy that. Paleobrand steps forward, steps towards you, nervously glances from side to side, and suddenly step step back to stand next to the heap of pet of peep of raven bone bricks. He swiftly bows and introduces himself as Temesto. I hail from the Grand Realm of Alabakalak, he says, his shrill tone edged on haughty. The last of your folks to enter our realm did so a thousand years ago by our reckoning. Though perhaps only a few by yours. In that time, we tamed our frozen wilds and built a great happy spot for ourselves. All joy and peace and good will and jolly melly and holy melly jolly. If you follow, then the devourers came. The devourers sniffed us out, says Jimnesto. Despite our best efforts to cloak our scent, they'll eat us all. finished in crying about the devourers, Temesto interrupts, relating to you a grand tale of woe involving his foam village of Lornipath and the creatures to which he's just alluded. With exaggerated mannerisms and his voice dramatically rising and falling, Temesto tells you all about the devourers that have been assailing his home village of Lornipath for the better part of a century. They're like wolves! But they stand on their hind legs, he squeaks, shuddering. They're constantly snarling and growling and also slavering. I think it's the drooling bit that frightens everyone. Everyone most, because we all know what it is they're drooling over. Us! They've chased us to the four corners of Anarchy Clock, forcing us to tear down and rebuild Lollipath each time. But no more! We'll make our last stand where the village now sits. Or die trying!
fierce look, the fierce-looking paleo bread man swallows hard and momentarily turns his tiny head, attempting to hold back a flood of emotion. Anyway, he says, at last continuing, the prophecy promised us a great hero, a warrior without equal, who would crush the enemy at our gates and forever ensure the peace and safety of those who called Lord Batham. It was you who heard the humming, and it was you who approached the arch. Okay, yeah, so the hump. So as I suspected, the humming can only be heard by the people who are supposed to hear it. Which probably means the gate could only be seen by people who are supposed to see it. Which is why nobody's just nicked all the wave and bone, bone bricks and become a gazillionaire. You're, you're the one the prophecy spoke of. And the only one who can rid us of the devourers. You must come with me. Somehow it's full faith. Place adopts a pitifully sad expression. The penny bright man toes the ground with the rounded end of his footless white leg and sighs, Please? He says, turning one eye up to look at you. Still trying to wrap your head around the seeming absurdity of his, uh, the tale, you somewhat reluctantly agree to help. Hot pedo! exclaims the tiny confection, leaping several inches off the ground and thrusting his rounded paw into the air. Those devourers aren't going to know what stopped all over them. Suddenly, a look of dire power, pair of panic, rushes over Timlo's face. I've got no time to delay, he grasps. We've begun too long as it is. Let's go. Come on, just follow me. To the leverage of Lollipath. Is it hand? Yes, yeah, so we got to hurry because it seems that every moment here is several probably several dozen moments in their world. So, if we wait too long, everyone's been eaten. That'd be very sad. Tobesto steps around to the far side of the town heaps of Greek bricks, drops to one knees and mutters something. A low, pulsing hum fills the air as a large black portal opens a few yards ahead of him. The magical gate... Its inky core churning rapidly hovers barely an inch off the ground. Follow me into it, says the paleo bread man, motioning to you as he strolls towards a portal. Just a word of warning. I'm never sure where these things will take me, for it usually close to where it's supposed to go. Hurry now. Tomisto scurries towards the pulsing gates and you follow closely at his footless heels. Wait, he's footless? That means he, he's heelless too. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> Suddenly, Semesto is within a few feet of the portal when he draws an abrupt halt, his frozen expression one of abject terror. Uncertain as the source of the fear, you rush to his side, your eyes instinctively following gaze, now unblinkingly trained on the magical gate. A grim snarl erupts from the portal as a pair of silhouettes burst from his swirling core. You draw your... You swiftly draw yourself into a defensive stance and step in front of Tomlesto as the featureless silhouettes rapidly change to form into two, 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 into tall, two-legged, vaguely humanoid wolf creatures. And these are the devourers. And Tomlesto is on the menu. Wolf creatures. Devourer. Devourer is a name which creatures two distinct but equally unpleasant creatures. An adventurer might encounter in the course of adventure. The first type of the devourer is a name given to a particular.
killy savage breed of wolfkin. The prop prop the prowl the winter below will amicin lack. Seeking devour the paleobred men who dwelt there. The second type is a large, black, slime covered worm. Creature that dwells in the dark, watery lairs where it feeds on all manner of biological material and wasp refuse. A devourer's carnivorous ring-shaped mouth, with devoid of any teeth, is capable of delivering a crushing divide, but it can easily kill even very large prey. Rumours devourers prowling the maze of sewers beneath the streets of Trithic have existed for more than a couple of centuries. But we're focusing on the, the wolfkin devourers for now. The, the grey, human-like wolves snarls viciously as they creep towards you, Long strands of glittering jewel drangling from the edge edges of their fang-filled jaws. Devourers! Have at them! Tibbly-toes! Shrieks Domesto as he bolts past you, sword drawn, and launches himself at the nearest of the creatures in a startlingly brutal, well-executed attack. Wow. He's incredibly brave. Not to be outdone, you leap forward and engage the second of the devourers. Okay. Yeah, better deal with these quickly, because I'm not sure if he can handle them. I mean, probably can. They probably sent forth their greatest champion. But he definitely can't ha handle two of them. So let's fight this devourer and maybe the next one. If Timlesto hasn't dealt with it first. The savage devourer assails you with tooth and claw. And I'll assail it with my stabby stabber. And it is slain. 5 XP. The devourer collapses your feet, its grey fur slick with blood. The menacing creature, still snarling, makes a feeble attempt to clamber to its feet, only to suddenly unleash a ghostly shriek before toppling over and expiring. Tablesto, the blade of his small sword, painted a rapidly darkening shade of red, steps out. Steps out from behind the wolf beast. Wolf beast, savage carcass. The paleo bread man is missing a large chunk from his white shoulder. Hurry! He cries, pointing his sword at his portal. Follow me! It's not going to stay open for long! Following at Tablesto's heels, you rush forward, you rush towards the portal just as the magical gate begins to close. The paleo bread man, his sword still drawn, turns and shouts something for you as he hurls himself into the portal's inky maw but his words were immediately swallowed by the void into which he's vanished. With only seconds remaining before the gate will be too small to enter, you leap into the vortex at the core of the, vo core of the portal and are immediately tumbling through a silent, frigid void. Below you, oh, is it above you? Teresto's diminutive form spins wildly as the distance separating the two of you rapidly increases. Well, so it doesn't increase too much because... Well, I've got to get to Lawn Battle. I've got Devourers to stop. A flood of vivid colour suddenly brightens the void and a surge of heat from all directions momentarily replaces the deadly cold. Tablesto, spiralling out of control, spins pat past on your left and then on your right, his face frozen in terror. On his second pass, you reach out and attempt to grab hold of him, but the paleo-bred man twirls away just beyond the grips of your fingers plummets down into the dazzling abyss of colour. The invading 
colours and surging heat rapidly retreat, replaced by the deep, frigid gloom they fleetingly displace. Suddenly, the void around you begins to crack and break into plate-like shards that slowly spin off in all directions. Far away, now little more than a speck of colour in a sea of black, you spot Temlistio, swirling wildly on a small fragment of void as it spins out of sight. Your own split with this strange reality soars in the opposite direction from that of your paleobred man companion. Oh, oh, oh no! No! We're separated! Oh no! For what feels like hours, though you've lost all sense of time and space, you tumble and spin on the strange angular shard void as it speeds through the icy, silent darkness. Just when you've b began to fear you become trapped in this terrifying reality, the frigid groom melts away, and a hot blast of air washes past, making it feel as if your skin is about to ignite. With your next breath, you suddenly find you're standing on solid ground, and surroundings bathed in the bright light of day, for your vision is profoundly blurred. A deafening roar, coupled with the sharp splintering of stone, rises into the air, as the ground beneath your feet buckles, causing you to collapse into a heap. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You as you slowly regain your feet, your vision begins to clear, and you watch in a mix of horror and amazement the collapse of a scene erupting in every direction. You're standing atop a tree-lined knoll, overlooking a broad, grassy plain that extends far halfway to the horizon, where where a steep, craggy shore meets a waging sea. The sky, a low ceiling of dark grey, streaked with red fring tines of black smoke, is alive with the flash of lightning and the glutteral rumble of thunder. Right. This does not look like a safe place to be. We've got to look for someone to pour out of here. As you turn to look along the back of the wise, a pair of fire-weaved boulders hurtle by overhead and slam into the neighbouring hill. The jolt from their impact nearly knocking you off your feet. Suddenly, less than a dozen yards from where you stand, something massive streaks past in a blur of grey, its lower edge catching the earth and ploughing a broad furrow across the top of the walls. Your eyes, which instinctively follow the soaring object as it flies towards the sea, open wide in astonishment as you realise that what just skimmed the top of the tower, top of the hill, is an entire tower of stone. What, what, what the heck is happening here? You watch in horror as the stone tower smashes into a tall crag at the ocean's edge and shattered into swoldering fragments that weigh down on the quaking ground far below. A low, rolling rumble surges through the knoll, nearly causing you to lose your footing. Several yards away, a jagged split runs across the ground as the sharp sound of splintering stone reaches your ears. A 
puff of black smoke emerges from the widening chasm, filling the air with a pungent odour of sulphur. Okay, this is pretty apocalyptic. Volley of a volley of fiery boulders hurtles across the darkening sky, some plunging into the waging waters, or waters of the distant sea, while others strike the hills and plains that one up and beat the ocean's ledge, ocean's edge. The ground, the ground again quakes, and a massive chunk of stone, which appears to be part of a row of battlements, slams into the earth less than 50 yards from where you stand, somewhere far off. A long, dismal wail rises into the air, the chilling cry momentarily drowning out the reverberating din of destruction that surrounds you. Just as the mournful cry begins to trail off, a grim snarl at your back makes your blood run. Cold. Picking a number. Bonus of 30. 20 from agility, 10 from luck. I'm guessing something is sneaking up on me from behind and I've got to get out of the way. I've got to get 50 or more. Something bad will happen. Pick now. 119 is a success. You spin around and instinctively duck as a shadowy mass of fur and fangs lunges past narrowly missing you with the vicious swipe of a set of long curved claws. Drawing yourself into combat ready stance, you struggle to ignore the fiery debris raining down all around you as the faceless and largely formless Black Terror again lunges at you. Whatever it is, it's called a vile wavager, and I'm going to stop its vile wavaging by stabbing it. The, fur, the mass of fur and fangs savagely assails you. Is this any relation to the devourers, or is just another bestial foe you just came across? The enemy deals you a devastating blow for 29 damage, and now it is slain. 6 XP. The shadowy mass of fur emits a piercing shriek that leaves your ears winging as it collapses into a writhing heap. The viol a violent tremor runs through the ground, and the earth beneath you suddenly splits open, forming a wide, jagged chasm into which you hopelessly plunge. Before you draw your next breath, you are again plummeting through a frigid black void, unable to determine or control the direction of your increasingly rapid tumble. As you spin through the icy gloom, the lucid image of ma mountains ablaze, cascading into, wild, into a wild ocean takes form in your mind. Out of the waging sea in your vision, its, its arrival heralded by a pair of massive tentacles that snake, that, sh that shake out of its turbulent waters, rises an all-encompassing shadow in the shape of a clawed hand. Clawed? Like a crab? Is this... Is this, wait, wait, is this, is this Safarook? Is this, have we, have we been sent into some sort of, have we appeared into some sort of place where Zafuk has just decided to just smash out an entire kingdom? Because, yeah, because that's something he can do apparently. Or he can send someone who can do that, because... I don't think he can leave his realm, but he can probably bring something into his realm. I mean, I'm probably not sure what his powers are, but they're certainly great. 
suddenly. A wash, a wash of icy air surges past as the darkness from which you're falling abruptly dissolves, replaced by a stark, wintry landscape. Okay, okay, this is where we're supposed to be. You suddenly realise you're standing in, in well, uh, snow that's twice my height, at the edge of a vast forest, over which hangs an ominous maiden sky. A sharp cry to your left scatters, shatters what have been several moments of unbroken stillness, and you turn to find Blesto bounding towards you across the top of the snow. His sword roared, yes, we found him again. Now we can save the village. Look out, he shrieks, behind you. Heeding the paleo-bred man, paleo-bred warriors, frantic warning. You spin just in time to engage a pair of devourers lunging at you from the forest edge. Forest edge. It's two devourers. The wolfy kind, not the, the blobby, not the oily snaky kind, begin combat. They assail with tooth and claw and I assail them with a sudden surge of energy that overtakes you and I lay an impossibly swift blow upon them for nine damage from a special. Okay. I did a masterful stab, but the 17 error wasn't needed, because like the overwhelming majority of foes I fight, it's a free plus. Well, what overwhelming majority of foes I fight outside of with playables, which are usually scaled. You've slain your foe. 7 XP. Tomlester arrives at your side, just as the last of the wolf creatures slumps into the snow at your feet. The paleo-bred warrior, his knitted brow lending his round face a particularly fierce look, nods approvingly. You made it, he cries, looking up at you. I thought you were lost for good. Come to that. I thought I was lost for good. Well, I can tell you that we're... His voice trails off mid-sentence as he points to the left. Turning to see what has unreservedly captured his attention, your eyes are confronted by a strange, haunting sight. What could it be? Trudging across the top of the snow, leaving its wake no evidence of its passing, is a ghostly company of fifteen armoured men, their shields and tabards bearing various insignias. The bearded man leading the group, the drawn expression on his blood-spattered face, is betraying a hopeless weariness, turns and raises his right hand to you. A gesture of respect. Our revol is lost, he says, his clear voice cutting through the frigid air. Our oath is broken. Our shame is eternal. Then, as swiftly as they appeared, the spectral fellowship fades from view. Okay, what is our revol? Our revol. Nearly a thousand years ago, the small island realm of our revol suffered a sudden and classicistic event of unknown origin that tore it asunder, causing it, to, causing it to crumble into the sea. No one present on the island survived its destruction. Okay, presumably, Auroval is the place we just saw being utterly destroyed, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Zatharuk behind it. Because Zafaruk's behind a lot of things. Even if it doesn't seem like that. Auroval, which is located just over 200 miles off the 
northwest coast of Pelidon, was an ancient island state governed by a council of mages, whose white stone towers could be spotted for miles out to sea, or sometimes miles into the sea when the island's dust exploded. Every, every few years, the wizards who ruled out though would host a grand joust known as the Tutanok on the Cliffs of Silverstep atop the island's formidable southern cliffs. The greatest jousters and warriors from all across the North Broadlands and beyond would make the arduous and often perilous journey to Arval to take part in the tournament, seeking to win the favour of its mage lords and capture one of the spectacular prizes presented to one of the contest's top finishers. It was during the 51st Tukalon that a disa- epic disaster struck Arval, tearing the island apart. and hurling its fragments into the raging waters of the Sundren. The exact nature of the calamity that befell Arvor is not known. Some have argued that a ca- catastrophic mishap involving magic was responsible for the island's destruction. While others believe that the, the violent wrath of some natural phenomenon is a more plausible explanation, no trace of Aravol remains. And of course, my theory, as I've just said, it's Zatharuk the Timebender. Directly or indirectly. I mean, presumably he has giant crab minions as well. Now, but now anyway, all this, this whole event was to tie into a, a jousting event that just never really materialised. Supposed to happen at the battlegrounds and jousting event, it just didn't. For presumably there was some sort of bug turned up. It just couldn't be couldn't be finished. And then he moved on to something where he could make progress. Then as swift as they appear, the spectral fellowship fades from view. Tomesto tugs at your sleeve. And points his sword at the spot from which the ghostly company of warriors vanished. Something's not right, he cries. Lord Puff is gone. Where is it? They might have torn it down and moved it, but I'm not so sure. I can, as I was saying before, I can tell you that we're about to. In that instant, the sky darkens and a rumble of distant thunder reaches your ears. A shadow deep in the night. Its wagged, foremost edges resembling a cluster of clawed fingers drapes itself over the shout snowbound to wane. The paleo-bred warrior stops, drops his sword and opens his mouth as is the scream. But you never hear his cry. Everything swiftly fades to black. Oh, that's ominous. Your eyes fly open. Eye open and a myriad of shifting colours assail you. As your eyes come into focus, you realise you're once again standing in the small clearing at the edge of the centre of Hawklaw, directly behind the, several of the village's more prominent structures. There was no longer any sign of the heap of ravenbone bricks, the tall arch they once formed. In fact, there's nothing to indicate that anything you experienced here ever happened at all. Suddenly, 
you certainly spot something lying in the grass a few feet to your right. A closer examination reveals the object to be a flat black stone. You pick up the stone and discover, much to your astonishment, that it bears carvings on both sides. The flattest side of the stone is engraved with a single word, Auravel. As your eyes repeatedly pass over the word, you are reminded of the ghostly company you encountered and the catastrophic scene of destruction to which you bore witness after passing through the void beyond the portal. You flip over the stone and stare in disbelief at the carved image that greets your eyes. Timonestio! The engraved, near-perfect likeness of the paleo-bred man stares back at you from the stone's slightly rounded face. Gazing down at Timonestio's image, you find yourself inexplicably transfixed by the startling ferocity of his carved expression. Uncertain as to the stone's significance, or how it appeared here for you to find, you feel compelled to keep it safe and safely tuck it away amongst your other possessions. We have Simlesto's effigy view. This black, it's, it's a magical item, somehow, and it's miscellaneous. It's got zero in encumbrance, which is handy, because I'll probably be keeping it for many, many years. This flat black stone, which is covered in a clearing near the centre of folklore, bears engravings on each of its sides. The word Auraval is engraved on the flatter side of the stone. The near-perfect likeness of the paleobred Mentolesto joins the stone's more rounded side. And what it does? Well, we don't know. And maybe it was going to do something in an event that just... In that jousting vent that just didn't turn out, didn't, didn't, didn't turn out to be possible. After taking a final look around the clearing, you return to the village centre, still puzzling over the strange chain of events that began and ended in the innocuous grassy swath. As you stroll in the direction of the stone back tavern, keen to spend the next small while with your feet towards the fire and a tankard within reach, you pull out the flat black stone and again studying its gravings, wondering what, if anything, Tablesto and Arvo have to do with each other. You reach Stoneback's door and slip into the tavern, content to temporarily supplant all deeper musings with considerations of a more immediate sort. Foo, pleasantly unknown to you, a rift has opened in the eternal fabric. Fabric that separates this world from the fathomless gloom of the neverless. Through this tear have begun to appear the spirits of those who long ago perished on Auravel. Something related to Auravel has just appeared on the battlegrounds on Iron Crown Island. Well, I better go there then. That's southeast Tyser. Westmere. Go through the portal in the misty lock. There we are, I'm at the battlegrounds. Uh, where is this? Uh, visit the encampment. No, uh, no. Nope, nope. Leave the encampment. Maze of tents and stalls. There's adventures here. There's a grim proposal, but well, we, we, we play. That leads to a whole mess of things. 
And we already play, we already played through both paths with Zoop, so we're probably not even going to touch them with Sir Crokington. Because no matter what you do, people die. And then... Uh, there's something to help helps with the open stone mass challenges. That's not here. Maybe it's in the battleground itself. Alright, the Grand Statue of Togrog. Which we yeah, yeah we already fixed that. Where where is this? Is it the gallery of statues? No, lots of statues of various people who did very well in the gallery. Right, leave. Sheltered Cove? No, no. Time to zone to keep. Uh, I'm gonna have to check check things. Oh, I've checked. I've looked around, and it seems that the event. That where you once again encounter the ghosts of Arvol has been retired because it was linked to the whole jousting thing, and that 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 never worked out. So just plop to the battleground encampment and save. So what shall we do next? Is the question. Hmm. Perhaps. Well, 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 well. Pudding. Hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll just. I'll just pull out the random number generator and just go from the list of the list of available adventures. Yep, that's what I'll do. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.